When we allow ourselves to transform even the most heart-wrenching, devastating traumas, there's just something extraordinary that happens. Our next guest brought tears to my eyes as she shared her worst nightmare come true. Join us today. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Carangela, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hi, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I'm delighted to have Nadia Ahrens with us today. She is a psychotherapist, coach, and spiritual mentor. And what I love about this is we're, we're talking offline. Is like we have very similar backgrounds and past. So I can't wait to hear about another healer, another light worker on our planet. But what I love about her, she shares her over her experiences of overcoming trauma so that she can be, be a beacon to others. And what I love what she says in her bio, she says that you can transform anything and everything. And girl, you're speaking my language. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you for having me, Terry. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, so for folks that don't know you yet, I know we're just going to love you because you just had this presence about you and, you know, like attracts like, right? And so, so share with people kind of your journey and how you got to be on this path. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've always been on a spiritual journey. Just, I mean, I grew up in a spiritual house. Like my family used to make instead of, instead of playing board games after holidays, like my aunt would literally make a Ouija board out of a paper bag. You know, when I was in high school, I was like, wait, you could actually get one of these at the toy store. Like, so, you know, so I've always been interested in spirituality and, and psychology. And so when I went into the field, I was like, how do I incorporate both of these? Because back in the day, as you might remember, there was no the combining spirituality with psychology. And so I I went into private practice. I learned how to do hypnotherapy, which is an amazing tool to get in touch with your soul and your spirit. And, you know, and I was just kind of, you know, chugging along, you know, got married, had kids, all the things. And then in 2016, my eight-year-old son unexpectedly died. And Mm. And I have two other children, uh, twins who are two years younger than he is or was. And my entire life just shattered and fell apart. And, you know, obviously every time I talk about it, my, I, you know, (laughs) my voice is going to sound like this, right? Um, Because it is a lifelong journey. It's something you never get over. It's something that you learn to walk alongside of. That being said, when it happened, I, I I was shattered and I had this moment on, you know, cause I always talk about like, you have the on the floor moment, you know, yeah. and, and every human 
is going to have an on the floor moment at any given point in their life. And, and so mine was on the floor of my son's bedroom and I, I didn't want to live. I didn't want to, to go on. It was, yeah. painful. and, you know, I had this moment of, okay, well, what if I just live this passively suicidal life, like a victimized life waiting to die? Because I was like, every day that I'm here, I'm one day closer to him, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't, you know, the, the choice to, to, to kill myself was not an option, uh, you know, because I couldn't traumatize my husband, my family any more than we had already been, you uh, know, but I was like, yeah. I don't want to live. And so I was like, okay, I'll just live a passively suicidal life waiting to die. Right. And then in that next moment, my 98 year old grandmother popped into my mind and she lived until almost 102. And I just was like, shit, I have her genes. And in that moment, I was like, you could live a victimized life or transform the shit out of the worst experience you will ever experience in your life. And, yeah. it, and in that moment, I was like, okay, I have to get up off the floor and do the things that I know will help myself, you know? And and so it was, you know, getting up off the floor. It was feeling every feeling, walking through that fire, walking through the darkest moments of my life and feeling everything and, and releasing it. It was meditation. It was journaling and journaling to him, you know, and it was eventually I was able to incorporate movement and exercise back into my life, you know, but it was, you know, it was baby steps for a long time. And, you know, five years out, that is, those are like my pillars of what yeah. I do every day, or at least five days a week, <laughs> you know, to, 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 to transform, you know, and so it's like, I could sit here and put on my therapist cap and be like, yes, you could get through anything. But you know, walking through that fire and knowing that for me, this was the worst experience. And I think for every parent, there is nothing worse. Right. But it's, you know, it, it's, it's what I do every, it's what I do every day, you know, and at first it was to get up off the floor and function, you know, and now it's transformative. And that's what I teach my, my female women clients, you know, you could transform from anything. You have yeah. that choice. You always have that choice. And it's not to discredit the trauma, the feelings, the emotions. I mean, you're right. I mean, we have to, you know, at some point make a choice, right? And I, and as a parent, I, I, my heart goes out to you and your family because, you know, I, you know, there are no words, right? I mean, there's simply no words in the pain and suffering that that must have been like for you and just uh, devastating. Right. And so, but what I, what I hear you say is that at some point that awareness that says, okay, I have a choice and I can either continue these next, you know, let's say you're, you know, in your early forties here. Oh, right? thanks. I'll be 50. <laughs> I'll be 50 in November. So thank so you. You have, <laughs> you have over, you know, 50, 60 years, right. You know, of your life to live, you know, and, um, not to, you know, again, dismiss, you know, your son's legacy and what he brought to this world, 
but taking what he brought to this world and even, you know, making that legacy live on. Right. 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 And mm. his, you know, his energy and his, just who he was, like, I always think like in those days where I'm like, I just can't do it, you know? And it's like, I hear him going like, you got this mom. Like, mm -hmm. and also I'm going to bop you on the head if you're going to choose to live this way. Like this, this is not what we signed up for, you know? And, and so when I do have those moments, that's what I go back to. And I'm like, okay, he would not like it if I just didn't live yeah. the best life that I could live. And your other children too, you know, your children, right. your husband. Yeah. Right. All uh, of us. And you I know, and it's not to say that we don't have PTSD because we all do. There's no way that you get, you um, don't get around that without it. But I had read a book that I'm blanking out on the name right now, but it was like, you know, it, you, it's, it was about post-traumatic resiliency, mm -hmm. you know? And so again, yeah, we were all traumatized and I have to look at it as, okay, we are also teaching our other children and everybody else how to be resilient. Yeah. And that we, you know, we can do hard things. Yeah. Wow. And I think that for, and, and, and a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think we can take that experience and not that, not the same experience, obviously, but the emotion behind it. I mean, we've all experienced as entrepreneurs that moment where we're on the floor, that moment where we're like brought to our knees and saying, oh my goodness, do I want to continue? Do I want to continue on? Do I want to, you know, when it, when the pain gets too much or when the, you know, and we're, and we're like in the depths of our emotions in the depths of our, you know, being and being like, okay, like I am being tested in this very moment and what is going to be the choice I make to get out of this, you know, to take the next step. And sometimes it's just the next step, right? Next is this, it's just the next breath, right? Right. Right. So like, okay. It's just the next element. Well, and it's and, right. And I, it's I just got, I just got soul chills because, uh, soul chills. yeah, because that's exactly what it is. Cause people be like one step at a time, one day at a time. And, and back five years ago, it was really one breath at a time. You know, and so when, you know, we all have these moments as entrepreneurs where you're just like, yeah. oh my God, do I want to keep doing this? You know, and then I always go, well, what's my other option? You know, and I'm like, go back taking insurance and working at a clinic. Like, that's not an option, you know? And so it is also about, you know, like, so after Jack was his name, after he died, and I eventually went back to my practice, which I, literally just shut down. I started to go, okay, I, this is, I'm kind of done doing this more traditional work, even though I had incorporated the spiritual yeah. and the hypnotherapy and all this stuff. And so, and that's when I, it was probably 2018 when I shifted into soul coaching and spiritual mentorship. And, you know, I have 20 years of, of uh, being a therapist. So it's, we're always going to work on that level and you're going to get, you know, like super extra with <laughs> I like all it. the so other stuff, right? <laughs> yes. And I so one of the things as entrepreneurs just, you know, is, is really all the mindset stuff too that we have to work through because it's not easy being an entrepreneur. You have to believe in yourself. You have to 
move through those fears and, and go, okay, you know, how do, how do I do this? You know? And so when I work with entrepreneurial women, I also, uh, we do hypnotherapy. So, which is all about working in that subconscious, which is where everything is. It's yeah, around it's 90% where, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's where all the programs that are leading us into the space that we're in today that right. is the that is the scripts. That's the programming that is creating what we have in our environment now. Right. Right. You know. Well, and then there's this program that's just running on autopilot, right? That we're not even aware of. And then, you know, all the self-limiting beliefs and the mind trash and all the things, you know, and it's like you could do all of the mindset work on the planet consciously. But if you want that deep healing, deep, long lasting results, like hypnotherapy and or any other type of work that's working in the subconscious is really where it's at. Cause you're just like, okay, well I have this mindset issue. And then you go back and you're like, well, why am I like in junior high school, like in the cafeteria right now? Like, (laughs) you know, and then, and then once you kind of work through whatever that negative or traumatic experience was, then you get, you know, what I ask my clients is like, okay, so what belief did you make about yourself? And then how did you decide to behave based on that belief? Yeah. You know, so that's where those ahas come from. And then at the, you know, and then I take them through like this awesome healing experience. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, because that subconscious is like a computer, let's, let's reprogram it. Let, yes. what, what new healthy belief do you want to replace that old one with? And what new behaviors do you want to replace the old ones with? And it's like, I mean, it's seriously like magic. I know. I love it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Like, what yes. is something that you are constantly working on yourself with in your, in your day to day? Oh my gosh. That is like a loaded question. Like uh, personally and professionally. Yeah, like, what, like what's, what is something that you're continuing to work on? to make sure that you're at your best level. So, you know, of course, like your mess is your message, right? Even even before, you know, my son's passing that, you know, a lot of the work that I do is um, on myself and professionally is working through codependency and people pleasing. And, and, and that shows up in like, I mean, sometimes it shows up in big ways and sometimes it shows up in smaller ways, but it's like, you know, it is one of those, you know, existential issues that I will continue to work on my entire life, you know? And so, you know, because it does show up, like, how am I being codependent with my clients? Like, or how am I people pleasing with my pricing or, you know, or, you know, and forget about just like my personal life, right? Like, you know, like, oh, I don't want anybody to be mad at me or like, you know, so part of my journey, especially in the past five years, was learning how to get out of my own way and learn how to use my voice and shine and be okay with, okay, not everybody's going to like me. Yeah. Is, I think that's really hard. I think that's, <laughs> I think that is such a powerful message because cool. When you get to that place in space where you can, because so often we go along our journey and we stay stuck because of the fear of what people will think. And then we, we keep pushing against it, pushing against it for those that take that journey, pushing against it. And then we get to the place where we're like, okay. And then we expose ourselves fully, which is super vulnerable. And then it's like the first time we have like a negative, like comment or a negative thing. It's like, whack. It's like, right. (laughs) 
whoa, like, okay, well, no, okay, no, now so I want to like, go back right? in, I want to go back in, because I think this, this is, I think that is for a lot of people why it's so hard to really be seen in the world, because what if, and the right. what if monster comes out and be like, oh gosh, we have all these what ifs, and so let me just play small, right? Yeah, right. Um, say some, say more about that, because I think that this, this concept of really, you know, being okay in the space that you are not going to please everybody. Right. The powerful well, message. Yeah. It's a super powerful message. And I remember reading something that Brene Brown had written, who of course is amazing. Right. And she was talking about being in the, I don't know, Coliseum or whatever. Oh, the, oh the, in the arena? In the arena. I'm like, yeah, it's not the Coliseum, but it's, <laughs> you know, and so it's like, and you're going to get that feedback, right? You're going to get those hecklers. You're going to get those trolls on social media. And she had said something to the effect of like, when you were down here in the arena with me is when we could have the conversation. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, it's, and it's one of those things that, you know, cause I, you know, and I know one of your questions was like the, the moving through fear aspect of it, you know, that it's like, going through what I went through, you know, cause yeah, as a human, you have a lot of fears, right. But it's like my number one fear happened. Right. And so in this strangely crazy wisdom kind of way there, the fear leaves and I go, okay, I might have some nerves and I might have some fears about being on a podcast or speaking in front of a bunch of people. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, is that going to be as scary and hard as what happened to you? You know, so it kind of puts things in perspective, you know, and, yeah. and there, the, the honest truth is like, there's 8 billion people on this planet. Yes. Not everybody is going to like me. Not everybody yes. is going to like you. And it's about going, okay, this isn't about me. Yes. This is about how badly that other person is feeling about themselves. and whatever I was saying triggered the hell out of them. Yeah. And so it's about learning how to kind of parcel it out. You know, with I'm an empath, so I feel everything, you know? And so it is also about going limit the social media. You know, what do I need to do every day to cleanse my energy? Feed? You know, yes. the alone time, you know, it's, it's setting boundaries. Like, being okay with not texting a client back if it's after the hours of their allotted essentially to text me, you know, yes. and it, and it's, and, and not over explaining, like, I yes. don't know about you, but that's one of the things being like, I can't do that because blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm like, Oh, nope. wait a second. And then it's like, delete, 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 delete. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't do Good that. Yeah. Sorry. I can't do it. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, boundaries, it's, taking the time to really, you know, I used to call it self-care, but now I call it soul care because it's, it's like, these are the things as entrepreneurs that we need to do. And I don't know if a lot of entrepreneurs get how important soul care, self-care is in order to have a sustainable business. I agree. I had a mentor years and years ago and he said, and I was like working my high knee off and I was doing all these things. And I mean, I loved it and I, and I can, probably be guilty of being a workaholic, but I, but it 
fills me up. So that's kind of the challenge that I have. I'm like, ah, but I don't feel like I'm working hot. He's like, I love it. And it feels good. And blah, blah, blah. But he had said to me, he's like, at some point, he's like, you've got to stop and take care of yourself because he's like, if you do not have your health, okay, you have nothing, right? If you don't have the body that is going to take you there, you have nothing. And I think that goes back to, we've got to stop and take care of this body, our mind, our spot, a body and our spirit and our soul to say, okay, if this is in good working conditions, I can create anything, but if this is an ill health and I am in a bed and I am, you know, have whatever, you know, possible, you know, ailment or cancers or whatever else that we could have in our bodies, like we are not going to be able to you know, move that dial forward. And so I'm a big believer in like what you said is like, we have got to take care of ourselves. And that is not selfish. That is just, you know, that is allowing ourselves to be taken care of so that we can serve more people. Right. Well, and you know, it's like, I work with high achieving women, right? Just like me, just like you. (laughs) And, you know, and it's, I mean, across the board, it's funny. They're like, you know, after that, like first session or whatever it is, is, they're like, okay, so what do you want? What, what kind of homework do you have for me? You know? And I'm like, it's so funny that I'm laughing. Cause I'm like, this is so true. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're not getting any. And they're like, wait, I, like what? I mean, I had, it's hilarious. I had, I have this one client and I said to her and I said, you have to learn how to do nothing. You have to learn how to be because yeah. your nervous system is so out of whack. And she goes, okay, how do I do that? <laughs> and I, we just both looked at each other and started laughing because I was like, do you realize what you just said? You know, and that it was funny. hilarious. And then over, you know, time she's learned because what happens is like, if we're so burnt out and overextended, you know, your, your nervous system is shot. And then, and now she's in a space where she is really learning how to be and, but what's happening is that her nervous system hasn't really caught up with her yet, you know? So she's like, okay, I'm doing all these things, but my mind is still racing and we're, you know, and so now it's like, you're, it's almost like you, you make the decision and your physical body is doing it, but then your emotional and your spiritual body almost need to catch up to it so it can recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of saying that. So what are some of your like, top one or two besides the meditation and and some of the the tools that you've just shared, what are some of those other ways that you support your soul care? Uh, Well, the meditation is a, is a big one and, and moving my body is another one. Also, you know, just being out in nature, you know, hugging a tree, laying on the grass and, and earthing and releasing all of that energy into it. And just, you know, drinking a lot of water because that is, you know, something there, it flushes, you know, your system also energetically. And I value my alone time, like nobody's business. (laughs) I'm like, this is my time. And now it's a little skewed because now I've got kids actually going to school. So I'm like, okay, I might have to get up earlier now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this, all of those are fantastic tips and tricks and, and strategies. And so you know, if you're listening to this and you're saying, gosh, but I, I can't, I don't, I don't have time. I don't, it's important to make the time. You know, I set my alarm clock an hour earlier than the house so that I can get my stuff done. And I don't, am not interrupted with mom. Can you, can you do this? Can mom can, Hey, can you, and 
I'm like, no, like I want, I want to have my time to reset. So give yourself permission today to find somewhere and you don't have to have an hour. You can just do 15 minutes. Yeah. Start small, start with five minutes, start with three minutes. I don't care. Start somewhere. When it's um, creating that time, right? Because it's like, we all have 24 hours in the day, but it's like, it's a, it's a discipline to get up early. I do the same thing, but that discipline is, you know, it's, 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 it's a discipline, which is a self, which is self-love, you know? And it's like the more that you could create the time for yourself, then you could give the best of you versus what's left of you. And who wants to do that? Yeah, exactly. I love how you said that giving the best of you for versus what's left of you. So you're absolutely right. So make a commitment to fill yourself up and it's whatever resonates with you, whatever resonates with your, your, whatever fills you up, you know, that serves you, that's going to make you like the best version of yourself. So, you know, take that time and look at that and, you know, whatever it is for you, you know, just honor that time, give yourself the permission for that time, because that makes all the difference on how you show up and, you know, and out even out throughout the day. And some of you have seen um, in my book, like, I don't know what chapter, I think it's the last chapter. I actually debunk that there's no time issue. So if you go to the last chapter, I believe, and we, and we debunk, you know, the time issue, we actually over, we have over 24 to 14 hours, depending on how you look at it left. And so how are we filling those days? And that's plenty of time to take care of ourselves. Okay. So, okay, Nadia, thank you so much. So where can people connect with you, follow you and connect? Uh, Well, the best way is probably on Instagram and my, that's NadiaArons.com. Well, that's my website, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I make it really easy for people. It's Nadia Aarons. Like that's, you know, on Facebook, it's on Instagram and yeah. And that's where you can find me. And then all the links of course are in my bio on Insta. So go find Awesome. And we'll be putting all that information down in the show notes. This has been delightful. It's so great to hear and speak to another like-minded, like light worker that's out there because, you know, I truly believe again, we require people like yourself, myself, and others that are similar to us to rise above and really help support and contain, you know, what, what people are going through. And the more of us that rise up, we allow other people to rise up as well. And to me, that is the most beautiful thing that we can be doing in this world. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Terry. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com to book your time. Nadia is truly a model for overcoming trauma. Take a moment now and how can we create a soul care practice? Now, our next guest discovers the juicier side of life in a pandemic. Find out how to measure, mix, and marinate.